This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. We're talking about 15-minute cities. Now, if you've ever shopped for a house, do this right now. Go on the internet and look up a real estate ad. Anyone, any real estate ad. And I am 99% sure that that ad will say somewhere on it, close to schools, close to transit, close to shopping, close to things is a selling feature whenever property is sold. And it always, always has been. It's why shopping centers were created, everything in one space. I mean, you know, that's why we had schools in every neighborhood, all these sorts of things. The concept of a 15-minute city is not new. The name is, okay? It came about in 2016 when this tag of 15-minute cities was applied. Um, he won awards, the guy who came up with it. Um, and basically what it is is a plan that city planners should follow to try and develop cities so that residents are within 15 minutes of the things that we all use. Things like shopping, as I said, and schools and doctors and workplaces. Won an international award for this concept. But in reality, it's been around for a long time. That's sort of the way that we've always built cities and neighborhoods and communities is trying to have all the services nearby, right? But this has now taken a turn. It's been weaponized online. And there is a very passionate narrative. Jordan says it's a conspiracy theory. I would agree. I don't see this. That, um, what we're talking about here is just the latest step in the World Economic Forum, the New World Order, Klaus Schwab, the UN, the list goes on. You know the, you know all the players that this is their latest step to imprison you, right? You're going to be, this isn't just a district that you live in. This is the district you are confined to. And if you leave, you will be punished for you. It's, it's, it's some real science fiction Hunger Games kind of stuff. Now, Edmonton, is one of the many cities that's talked about incorporating this idea into their planning. And some members of city council have valiantly tried to explain the reality behind this, including Andrew Knack, who joins us now. Councillor Knack, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, it's, it's, like I said earlier, I think this is, this is the latest front in, in the culture war, right? I mean, this is, this is, we've moved past vaccines, we've moved past, I mean, the list goes on. Uh, and it seems like this is the one that a lot of people are focused on now, right? Yeah, and, and I think what I have found over the last couple of days as I've been getting calls and you know re people reaching out is is that some folks are very much trying to make this the next thing. They felt that uh, through COVID there were actions taken by the government, and this is the next step in that process. Okay, so let's from your take, from what the city of Edmonton is talking about, what do you mean when you talk about fifteen-minute cities, Councillor? It's exactly as you described it at the top. I mean, it's just another term for something like walkable communities or any type of thing like that. The, the idea is, do you have access to the services and amenities you want and need within a 15-minute walk, bus, or bike ride? Again, not a new planning concept. This has been around for decades and decades. You think back to the you know, city of Edmonton back in the 1950s when you used to have that neighborhood grocery store, that neighborhood bakery, that neighborhood pharmacy. Um, and as the years went on and as zoning rules were adjusted and as new transportation tech came in, uh, that 
that evolved and we actually lost a, a lot of our mature neighborhoods hollowed out and a lot of our newer communities aren't keeping up with those infrastructure demands. And so it's about trying to make sure we're a bit more attentive to that, allowing, making sure we have zoning in place that allows those choices to exist, not to force them on anyone, but just so that those choices can be made. And they can't as uh, that easily right now in the city of Edmonton. What components go into it? Okay, your house is, your house is there. What are the services or whatever that need to be within that 15-minute range? What's on the radar there? You listed a bunch of them at the top there, and you're right. It's, it's schools, it's grocery stores, it's doctor's offices, dentists, banks, you know, mechanics, uh, you know, parks, all of those th- recreation centers, libraries, those types of services and amenities that that you might usually use, you know, every couple of days or every week, um, making sure they're more readily accessible. I, I think about the neighborhood I live in. I live right by Meadowlark Mall, which has, I literally have within a 15-minute walk of my home, my doctor, my dentist, my mechanic, three grocery stores, multiple schools, multiple parks, uh, and, and far more than even what I've just listed. Uh, and so it's about making sure everyone has that opportunity. And, and I know it leads into this fear about, well, now, you know, am I going to be locked in my districts? Well, no, first, that's never been proposed. And to, you know, and I think the other thing is like, I still like to get in my car and go to Costco. You know, I like to buy in bulk. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not going to develop a system and, and there is no system being proposed that would result in people not being able to choose how they want to live and where they want to live. So, and, and that's where the concern comes in because I don't think anybody has a problem with a well-planned neighborhood that has a lot of services close, but it's somehow been turned into that's not what this is. You will be confined. Look what's happening in Oxford. If you venture out in your zone, they're taking a picture of your license plate and you're being penalized, which isn't what's happening. Um, but in terms of, <laughs> is there any thought? Has there been any discussion? Is there any planning on in terms of toll roads, fees, charges, penalties for leaving your quote-unquote district. No. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. And it's that simple. Like, I, I don't want to say it's, it's, yeah, it no, is that simple. Enough. No, that's not been considered, and that's not on the table. Why, I, I guess, and you talk about it, you live in Meadowlark, I live in Goldbar, neighborhoods of similar vintage in the city of Edmonton, and I'm the same as you. Everything that I want is pretty much within 15 minutes. Like, everything is there, but like you, I do venture farther afield because I want to go to the Italian Center on the weekend, or whatever the case may be. Um, so why, why do we need this? Why do we need to come in with some sort of a framework that says 15-minute cities when we're already doing it, Councillor? Well, I think that the challenge is that a lot of neighborhoods don't allow those wide variety of choices that some neighborhoods did. So, I mean, if you think about zoning rules in North America or land use bylaws, which normally is an incredibly boring topic that nobody pays attention to, but it's in a way I'm sort of glad people are talking about it now. (laughs) But but land use bylaws are about, you know, on this lot, can you build a single family home or a row housing development or an 18 story apartment building or a commercial property or you name it. And oftentimes our zoning bylaws and our land use bylaws were designed in ways that were very 
separate. So this is, you know, this area is the spot where you have single family homes. This entirely separate area is where you have access to commercial amenities. And so while some neighborhoods were built under an old way of thinking, uh, which is having things closer to you, other neighborhoods as land use bylaws evolved actually didn't allow those, that opportunity to exist. So you couldn't even have the potential of a neighborhood grocery store contained within a residential area because the residential area was just for housing, nothing else. And that's part of what we need to be a little more attentive to on our land use bylaws. So interestingly enough, this is actually about providing greater freedom and greater choice because our land use bylaw has been far more restrictive and prevented people from even having that chance to choose. And that's what we need to work on right now. Okay. Um, and that's sort of the extent of what a municipality can do anyway, right? You can deal with zoning, you can deal with land use bylaws, um, but, but that's really about it. When it comes to a 15-minute city, you can't start getting into enforcement issues anyway. So it, it, the scope of what you're trying to do is, I mean, you can't enforce a 15-minute city. That can't be something that the city of Edmonton forces a developer to even try. That's right. And, and I think you just nailed one last important point. We can have the zoning set, but ultimately it's the free market that decides where a grocery store sets up, where a yoga studio sets up, where daycare gets set up. So we can make sure that that is an opportunity, but ultimately the free market has to come in and say, we're going to fill what we believe to be a gap in this area. Right. So to your point, that's why we really can't enforce that because our role is just, is this allowed to be a choice? That's what we're talking about. Uh, I wanted to ask you about your experience in the, I don't know, 48, 72 hours since you posted your video. I am uh, overwhelmed by the number of responses you received and the the distance from which they came. I mean, they're from all over the world. You you kicked the hornet's nest. How's it been going for you? You know what? I, honestly, I'm, I'm really glad that, as you know, in, a, in an odd way, I am glad that people are starting to pay attention to land use because it's something that over my time on council has been incredibly important and very few people get engaged about. Uh, certainly some of the engagement has been less than constructive from yeah. some of the folks that have reached out. But honestly, I, I've been posting and we're trying to reply to a bunch of different comments and some of them have been actually, you know, meaningful. It started off maybe a little bit in the, in the realm of angry and folks have maybe come to recognize that, this isn't as, uh, this isn't nefarious like they think it is. And, and so I've actually been really happy to have these conversations. Um, I've had some long phone calls over the last couple of days, some 30 and 45 minute phone calls with people. And, and I, I, I am reminded of this is that there are, and you touched on it at the beginning here, this is honestly a very small group of people. They can be very loud, mm-hmm. but you know, I was out door knocking the last two Fridays and you know how many times it came up? Zero because right. The, most people don't care and they just want things close by. But for this small group of people, they have a, a genuine fear of government. And you can sort of, and, and at times I want to blow it off as oh, just a conspiracy theory. Like, why give these people any attention? At the same time, if, if somebody feels legitimate fear, you know, is it incumbent upon someone like myself in a role where I'm trying to serve everyone to attempt to at least make sure that they feel heard and, and understood and maybe try to break down that fear and come to a common place of understanding. And I think about a call I had just a day and a half ago from someone where we spent half an hour on the phone 
And at the end, she said, well, you know, I like the idea of, you know, of a walkable community and, and having, you know, a doctor close by. But I just really don't like the, the, this name 15 Minute City and what, it, what, what she believes it stands for and this tie back to the World Economic Forum. And I actually found that even though we maybe ended the conversation still not seeing eye to eye, we, I think we actually agreed far more than not. She, she was afraid of some something bigger mm-hmm. and you know, really bring it down to a bit of a local level and a, a different understanding. Uh, what's the timeline on this? I mean, is this just something that's being proposed, talked about, and how does it even, how is it implemented? Is it just sort of a guiding principle? I mean, how does it go forward from here? Well, so it was actually back in December 2020, after a few years of engagement, that the city of Edmonton approved our city plan. It's, a, it's essentially another name for a municipal development plan that municipalities have to do uh, every decade or so. And uh, so in that plan already talked about that notion of 15-minute of city, 15-minute communities, and how we want to work on that. But in terms of actually implementing it, if you will, or, or moving that idea forward, the main work is underway now. So we've been through what's called our zoning bylaw renewal. We are completely rebuilding our zoning bylaw from the ground up. And again, back to that point of allowing greater flexibility and greater choice to exist. And so that work has been underway for a couple of years. We are nearing the end. There's still a couple more months of work before later this year there would be a public hearing on all those land use changes, and people can come and speak to that. And I think that's going to be a good way to help Mm -hmm. folks um, see it differently because they can read through. I mean, the draft changes are already up. It's 336 pages. You can read it and see what is actually being talked about. And it has nothing to do with restriction of movement. It has everything to do with different land use choices. So That's, folks yeah. can get engaged. They don't take my word for it. They can get involved. <laughs> Read the document. Councillor, thanks so much for your time. Unfortunately, I'm out of time, but I do appreciate you being here. Thank you. Take care.